Hello and welcome to the show that teaches you things your parents and teachers are too afraid to. The Helios blog. Today, John Zerker gets deported to Canada. This should be a fun one. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong, independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. Wait, what day is it today? It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Okay, let's do it Thursday. Done. There's no cap. Now I'm back, guys, because uh, I got people to stream with. This is great. All right. And I'm getting my PC today or tomorrow morning. No, no, it'll be, it'll be my channel, guys. We'll do the big one. Who is the girl that John is with is the question. <laughs> no, my first stream back got to be Ferrari. Yeah, we got you. Will you follow him in the rolls? Like his security? There's a Rolls Royce too? But you have to. I have a new one. I'm going next week. But really? you have to yeah. emulate to be Zerko security. Do you know what I mean? Be like, oh. Why am I doing this? Why, why can't I work for through? these guys? Zerko security. Why don't I just get Tony and Muhammad to do it? What is this crap? Okay, what is even happening here? Like my security. Actual security. Done. Done. Let's oh, hell yeah. Done. How many cars do you have? Only three. Lambo, really, Ferrari, really, Rolls? Yeah, I really cut it back. Okay, I don't like this music in the background. I'm going to get copyrighted. All right. We're going to this political debate. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome the future president of America. Jackson? Oh. <laughs> Not quite. It's actually the guy that... Wrong president. Why does this guy have a shamshir in his uh, apartment? It's actually the guy that says the whole truth. <laughs> Nick, you are looking like... I feel like you do this every fall with the mustache, or is this a fascist look? Uh, no, I do it from time to time, but uh, I thought it was good to make a change. Nick, What's up, guys? How's it going? Nick, I haven't seen you since that clip of you hugging the pumpkin. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> what was what was that? Who's Nick? That's the question. About that was recently. I do the pumpkin every year. Come on, you're a fan of the show. I, I know, but you were calling it a special word. What were you calling it? Oh, I said it was black people. <laughs> <laughs> you love. I see. You love the most. Is it black Mexicans or which one? Oh, I love whites the most. I Why see. Who do you hate the least? <laughs> hate the least. <laughs> Yeah. Out, of, out of all the non-white races, probably Asian. <laughs> That's interesting. What is this? Nick, I gotta say. 100% I'm getting demonetized for this. You have lost everything. Banned off every platform. And I don't think Kick will have you. True. You've talked to them. I have not talked to them. That means that there's hope. Yeah. That means, um, hold on, because of what's happening in Israel, and since I know the owners, potentially it's the best time, easiest time for you to be on this alternative platform. 
Oh, they're cool like that? I didn't know that. They are very cool. The problem is I always assume Nick got rejected or something, but you never spoke to them. No. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, but I'll probably make a channel soon, and, you know, maybe I'll try. I'll keep it tame. You know, yeah. I'll keep it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know they were, I didn't know they were chill about the Palestine stuff because that's all I cover, and I was worried. It's like. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay, Nick, I'm just like you with the OCD. If you're, are you gonna be in frame? Like you're in the corner of the camera. I'm gonna. Well, because I'm if I'm if I'm in the middle, then on my screen, I'm oh. in front of your face. Oh, so you, I'll oh. move myself though. I'll oh. move my. Uh, Wait, what was your show about today? It was about the um, Jews. <laughs> no, we're talking about that uh, this new report about Palestine that they um, apparently they knew Israel knew about the Hamas attack a year in advance. You hear about this? Yeah. What? What? You don't buy that, Haz? No. <clears throat> Why not? I don't buy it because I think that it's underestimating the abilities of uh, Hamas and the resistance. Actually, I think more likely than that is there was wider coordination. But uh, they do deny it publicly. But so You mean like with Iran? Yeah, IRGC. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I From what I know about the abilities of Hezbollah, for example, it's like... People are out here really underestimating Iran and the resistance, the axis of resistance. So I don't know. I, I think this was Hamas's W, honestly. What about those yeah. people who say Israel could just wipe them out if they really wanted to? Bullshit. Bullshit. See, look, people talk about Samson doctrine or whatever. Samson or Samson, I don't know. And I don't buy it because let me tell you what. The Zionists in Israel are not willing to die for it. Push comes to shove, they will flee. The fanatics in Jerusalem might die for it, but they're not the ones in power. So push comes to shove, they're not going to use nukes. Okay? They'll go and flee back to London or something, I don't know. But they're not going to actually... Why would they nuke a place that's right beside themselves? That makes no sense. That's like nuking your own territory. Why would you ever do that? And what? Radiate your whole population? Are you stupid? For a thousand years? A full uh, suicide attack and die for this shit. So I don't buy that, you know. I think I think push comes to shove. Uh, I don't know what the plan is. I feel like 2024 is when we're going to see a war. I don't think it's going to happen this year. But um, there's two options right now, right? Isn't it already a war? Permanent ceasefire or it's going to be a full-on regional war with Iran, with Hezbollah, and that's 100% guaranteed. If there's no... Uh, permanent ceasefire within the next few months that's what i would say so he's saying it's either going to de-escalate completely or it's going to go really really ham yeah i think that's a safe bet i don't know though there's uh have you heard about this deal with saudi arabia and iran they're trying yeah, to buy I, iran yeah that saudi arabia is enticing iran with some kind of deal but you know honestly at the same time i think the irgc might have been involved I don't think Iran is in full control, and I think that a lot of people are overlooking the Turkey mm -hmm. element to this when it comes to Hamas's network. Turkey and Qatar um, are, a, are a player here, you know, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've been saying on my show that um, I'm honestly pissed that Hezbollah backed off. That they declined to declare war on Israel. Uh, what was that? One week or two weeks ago, uh, everybody was hyping up that speech 
from Nasrallah yeah. saying that he was going to declare war and they didn't do anything. And, you know, um, it seems that Iran and the axis of resistance are, they, it seems like they don't want a war because they're being very calculated and they're being very um, uh, sensitive. Yeah, I, I think they're being calculated. I think Hezbollah doesn't want immediately to go into war, but it, what it wants is the right kind of justification that will allow it to be politically viable in Lebanon. Because if Hezbollah just it's, goes to full war with Israel solely on a humanitarian basis, that will hurt them really badly politically within Lebanon. Because remember, Lebanon's not just the Muslims and the Shias, and the Sunnis is also a big Maronite population. So only when Israel crosses a certain line and starts going hard on Lebanon will, you know, just similar to 2006, will Hezbollah have the... Uh, the justification it needs but i think they are i think what they're not going to allow is for gaza to fall if it gets to the point where they feel hamas is cornered and there's no way out and gaza is going to fall there it's a hundred percent they're going to get involved i'm confident in that this is quite boring but okay maybe it's just the delivery of the of the people yeah i've heard people say that i I think it's is just there to be a face less likely only because um, I feel like that is inevitably going to happen. I, you know, I, I see these guys like Scott Ritter say that Hamas is winning this war. And I think it's going to be, uh, they haven't obviously penetrated the inner city, inner Gaza city. Uh, but I think they'll be able to. And I think that's where it's headed clearly. I don't know. But why would it be different from uh, 2000? Six or 2008 2009 because the idf i mean these conscripts these soldiers it's a tiktok generation they're not really they don't have this exactly morale hamas does and i get that israel can just bomb the shit out of gaza until it runs out of ammunition but uh that's what i'm saying one, it's a blockade there's no water no food yeah, no electricity. yeah exactly they, they can't but, last. but eventually they're gonna have to go in they're gonna have to send troops in. that's why they've been promising a, a ground invasion and I think at that point, you know, I think we're going to see the IDF is um, not going to be able to follow through. With. I mean, Honestly, yeah, that's, what, the simple, that's why I think regional uh, war is inevitable. The simple strategy would be to th roll a penny down a hill and just pile them up like, <laughs> right? Keep going. You guys are doing great. Very nice, Zerka. Very, very great addition to the conversation. Lovely. Wonderful. Great. Keep, keep doing that. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, I think that um, I think that they will defeat Hamas eventually, and that's where it's headed. And if they haven't, if the axis of resistance hasn't intervened yet, and like you said, they're clearly avoiding a war. I don't see them initiating a war when Gaza falls or when Gaza City falls. Um, they definitely right. are because that's their whole cause for existence. Their whole reason for existence is ultimately. To defeat the Zionist entity. So if they allow, allow Gaza to fall, they will be completely delegitimized, even in the eyes of their own people. So there's a fine line between heading right in, like immediately, and kind of allowing Hamas to do most of the fighting. And then when they really need the help, that's when they would back them up. But, you know, the thing is, is that if there's a victory over Gaza, let's say Israel annexes Gaza or quote unquote eliminates Hamas, they're not going to tolerate that. You know, it, it will be a regional war. And, I, and like I said, there's three possible outcomes I can name off the top of my head. One, they continue the bombing and it's human and from a humanitarian perspective, unacceptable. I mean, 
the Muslim world is only going to allow that for so long, I think. Maybe the leaders are trying to prolong it, but just in general, even if you forget the governments, it's a disaster, right? They're not going to tolerate that forever. Right. The The truth is that uh, despite Israel being propped up by America, they are surrounded still by, you know, a million Muslim countries that are not happy that they're blockading Gaza, right? The second thing is the possibility of a protracted war on the ground in Gaza, which I think is going to deplete the IDF and, and possibly lead to a permanent ceasefire like in 2008, 2009. And then the third outcome is that, as you, I guess, seem like you're predicting, Israel's going to go in and Hamas is going to be defeated. If anything close to that happens, it will 100% be a regional war. That's why I'm saying I think the two outcomes are permanent. I mean... To me, what seems reasonable is, you know, like what happened in Afghanistan or in Syria. But I, I could be wrong. Like, what, what do I know about this? But I think they're determined enough to fight in the streets, in every house, in every street, fight to the death. But uh, again, I'm not an expert in these matters. Permanent ceasefire or full-scale regional war. But let's say the axis of resistance fails to act and uh, there isn't a regional war, then I think what we're going to be looking at is the permanent delegitimization of the axis of resistance. Uh, the Iranian government will be in big trouble. The militias in Iraq will be in big trouble. And Hezbollah will be in big trouble. And so it's, it, it, are they going to put themselves on the line versus attacking Israel? That's the question. It, it'll be a matter of survival for them. You know? Yeah. No, I totally, I completely agree with your assessment on that. And I, I've been saying the same thing on my show, which is that um, the longer that this goes on, and it's it's obviously high civilian casualties and is brutal, and Israel does seem to aim to annex Gaza. If they do that and Hezbollah doesn't act, <coughs> Iran doesn't act, both lose legitimacy entirely, because you're right. I mean, they have yeah. been expanding uh, for that exact purpose. Um, by the same token, though, if they go in, you know, if Israel defeats Hamas and then the act. Okay, let's let's uh, just get a bit of uh, a bit of background because uh, I'm again I'm not an expert. So here I'm going to go to the best source in the world for background, which is this, and uh, let's go to English. In the news, ongoing. Here we go. Okay, yeah, we'll see. Ongoing armed conflict between Israel and Hamas-led Palestinian militant groups has been taking place chiefly in and around the Gaza Strip since 7th October 2023, with clashes taking place on the West Bank and Israel-Lebanon border. So that's here, you, you guys can see the picture. On that day, Hamas-led Palestinian militants launched a multi-pronged invasion of southern Israel from the Gaza Strip. A surprise attack comprised a barrage of rockets where around 3,000 militants breached the Gaza-Israel barrier and attacked Israeli military bases and civilian population centers. A bunch of Israeli civilians and soldiers were killed during the attack. Hamas stated that its attack was in response to the blockade of the Gaza Strip, the expansion of illegal settlements, rising settler violence and recent escalations. After clearing Hamas militants, the Israeli military responded by conducting an extensive aerial bombardment in which 6,000 bombs were dropped on Gazan targets. Over six days, Embry imposing a total blockade of the Gaza Strip followed by a large-scale ground invasion. Israel's declaration of a state of war marked the start of the most significant military escalation since the Yom Kippur War in 1973. 
more than 15,500 Palestinians, uh, including women and children, have been killed, making this the deadliest war for children in modern times. Israel has rejected calls for permanent ceasefire. Well, they're talking about it. They, they might talk about it in the future, as you hear in this political discussion here. And widespread civilian deaths have led to both Israel and Hamas being accused of war crimes. <clears throat> around 1.8 million Palestinians and around 500,000 Israelis have been internally displaced. Severe humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Health system is in a state of partial collapse. Most hospitals are out of service. And there are acute shortages of drinking water, food, fuel, and medical supplies, such as anesthetics. Uh, United, States, uh, United Nations has warned of the immediate possibility of starvation and spread of disease due to cut off of water, fuel, fuel, uh, fuel food, and electricity. Uh, and Israel cut it off. Uh, at least 44 countries have condemned the Hamas invasion as a, as a bad attack. While other countries have placed responsibility on Israel for occupying Palestinian lands. And there it is. Of resistance attacks. <clears throat> then the United States intervenes, and then it's a full blown, and, and that's really, so it's really, like you say, it's an all or nothing proposition. Well, I, either- I don't know. I think that the, the, the mentality on the ground, the attitude on the ground when you talk to people is basically if it got to that point, where the U.S. is going to get involved. I don't really think people are as afraid. Also, who's the guy in the bottom right corner? Of the US Sorry, bottom left corner. Because the U.S. has a huge capacity for destruction, right? Totally, 100%. They can destroy every building, destroy everything. But then you're talking about an occupation and an irregular guerrilla war. And IRGC, they're masters of that. I mean, Hezbollah got everything from them. So we go into the region and we just try to destroy. Yeah, we can destroy, sure. But can we hold it? You know, it's not a permanent solution. Unless we're just going to go kill everyone there, which it's not going to happen without provoking a global nuclear war of some kind. Indeed. The precedent that would set would be unacceptable to the world's it, nuclear powers. Is it- so honestly, I think we, we can we can go and bomb them and stuff, but we can't hold it. We can't enforce yeah, the outcome. I agree now. Here's a question yeah. for both of you. Do you guys feel like all that Jewish left-wing propaganda that they push through Zio Media, but but they they want to support the left-wing and the left loves Palestine stuff, do you guys think that's their Hegelian dialect of, oh, they want to feel attacked from all sides, that's how they get stronger and unite as Jews and stuff? Do you think that, that all of that was deliberate or that, oh my God, leftists are too pro-Palestine, we fucked up? Do you see it like... A struggle. It feels like a trap to me. It feels like they set that up. Like, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like uh, it's deliberate. And you know, the leftist pro-Palestine. So you think sentiment. you think their CNN yeah. pro-Palestine coverage because they CNN Fox they have both, right? You think I don't know that CNN. Know you think they regret going that that far pro-Palestine with their fucking controlled opposition? You think they fucked up or is it calculated? Because throughout history, throughout history, Jews Jews being scapegoat, like, oh, we're we're cornered. I don't have the chutzpah to fight. Every time the Jews are like, oh, we're being cornered on all sides. That's usually when they make their biggest fucking moves. Let, let Let me tell you something. The, you're seeing two reactions. There is a kind of leftist, uh, I don't know if you'd call it pro-Palestinian, the Obama pro-Palestinian, I guess, which is basically like, yeah, we don't want the settlers in the West Bank to continue settlement, and we 
maybe want to pursue a two-state solution and so on. Those people have all been divided down the middle. Uh, one half of them, let's say, have gone, I don't know, it's not half of them, but let's say mainstream establishment have gone full hardcore Zionist and actually are taking a hard turn to the right right now. And then the leftist ones who are doubling down on the leftist leftism are taking in the opposite direction, like more sympathetic with Palestine and God. So what's the idea? We're becoming black and white. Effectively, the the movement, the wokest movement has split people half and half. And more anti-Israel. So I think uh, I don't think we're seeing any control of the leftist Palestinian sentiment. It's splitting into two directions. The Zionist factions of leftism <coughs> in the U.S. Yeah, but you're, are, all you're saying is you believe that they're not controlling both sides. They're not. The oh only side God. of the, the only side of control is the Zionist side. The but, anti-Zionist side is not being controlled at all. <laughs> okay, that that's bullshit. Even even someone like me, who's not an expert, knows that's bullshit. Both, no. You can control it in one direction, you can control it in the other direction. And, uh, I mean, what's the Machiavellian strategy? It's to hold both sides, right? Play both sides you're, against the middle. You're Mr. Hegel. How the fuck do you not see it as they, they always grab for more Because let me, let me tell you about Hegel. You can't, because you can't control contradictions. You can't control them. You can only respond to them. Wow, so you think they built a monster with all that left-wing think tanks and pro-Palestine shit? Like a um, I think I think a lot of Zionists definitely are questioning why they were ever leftists, or you know they're saying it. They're saying I don't feel at home in the left anymore. I don't feel like these are my values. This isn't the leftism I believed in, and so on and so on. So and you know that's a matter of Zionism, not not necessarily Judaism. A lot of the Jews, leftist Jews, are extremely anti-Zionist. Uh, and are going in that direction. Sorry, I'm confused now. I, I fail to see the difference between... What's the difference between... As, guys, I'm not an expert. Okay. Dif here, let me Google it. I really don't know. Because the difference between Zionist and Jew... Let's see. Zionist is someone who strives for an independent Jewish state. I don't know. The world is the Zion, a hill near the city of Jerusalem. Okay. Here we go. Zionist is someone who advocates for an independent Jewish state where Jews can live in safety. To many religious Jews, Israel is the promised land, but many non-religious Jews value the fact that it is a country. Nowadays, the word Zionist is used as a swear word, as a negative label. Many Palestinians and supporters of the Palestinian cause no longer distinguish between the words Jew, Israeli, and Zionist. Most Jews do not live in Israel. Not every inhabitant of Israel is Jewish. There are also many non-Jews. Yeah, we know that. And not all Jewish Israelis are settlers who want to conquer more and more Palestinian land. Okay, it's extremely complicated. Lovely. Fifty percent of Jews in America vote Democrat. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I would call. We're throwing around like jargon: Zionist, leftist, and so on. 
Yeah, Democrat doesn't mean pro-Palestine. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know if I would say that. Nick, what do you think? You think this is, uh, I mean, Nick, you're you're my guy, so you better say they're CNN and Fox. (laughs) Well, they are. I mean, but CNN is pretty pro-Zionist because it's all Jews that work there. It's like Wolf Blitzer and the rest of them. Um, But no, there's definitely something to what you're saying, which is, uh, I mean, the creation of the state of Israel was kind of like this. You know, in 1948, there was a ceasefire. And Israel was able to arm themselves, uh, and then they were able to come back and defeat the Arabs because they were receiving all kinds of arms trafficking during the ceasefire. And then in um, '67, that's what allowed them to get all that land. And then in '73, what, what about in 1939 when they hired a white guy because they said all the rich Jews are in Munich in Europe? Go to the promised land, and they said no. You mean they hired Hitler. No, no, no. But people say that they. Does, I mean, there was coins, Zionists and Nazis on the same coin. The, the Habara. They, the Habara yeah, have you heard of that? Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. But I don't think that's because they hired Hitler. Well, I, it was or no, no. C- couldn't they fund even if his motivation was genuine? Hitler's couldn't, and it was. <laughs> but couldn't it? I'm kidding. I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about politics. But couldn't it been? Couldn't it have been like they? They bankrolled both sides and that's how they got israel and now they want another kind of like holocaust yeah well and that's what i was saying is um i think it is plausible because the only the only reason i would say it's not plausible is because right now israel really does have its back up against the wall and so do the zionists and even on the private calls they're uh they're afraid. You know, Jonathan Greenblatt was on that leak call a couple weeks ago where he said that he's worried about the fact that the younger generation isn't Zionist. But isn't that the point? Like, why would they push all that media of Israelis looking scared? Why would they do that? Why would they allow it on you know, on X and Twitter? Because they want they want to sacrifice so many of them so they can say, U.S., it's time. You know come. what? I, U.S., I U.S., come. Do be our lapdog. Don't they want to do their sacrifice? I don't, I don't Didn't they always sacrifice a bunch of people before they did something big? No, okay. I don't understand. Okay. John's just doing some weird stuff. Okay. Sorry, guys. I didn't have much to comment here. Um, it was a little bit uh, outside of my area of expertise. But I do hope you enjoyed um, the, the political discussion. Again. Let me know if you like it. If you don't like it, it's okay. We'll, we'll just pivot to other topics. Okay? Hit the like, hit the sub, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian Altom, and Bobby Dylan, Renaissance Press, and Brian. Shoutouts to you, most recent Patreon subscriber. Buy my books at bit.ly slash heliosbooks. My Patreon is patreon.com slash the heliosblog. If you want coaching, message me at the blog at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.